This week's episode of Black Girl Brunch is sponsored by All The Things Cosmetics. Looking cute and feeling fine, All Things Cosmetics is what comes to mind. All The Things Cosmetic is made to empower everybody to whomever they want to be. All The Things Cosmetics has all your glamour needs. From hydrating lip gloss, transfer-free matte lipstick, and eyeshadow, they've got you covered. Not only is All The Things Cosmetics black woman-owned, they're also vegan and free of parabens. So perfect for all our sensitive skin brunchers. And we have a little treat for you all. Use the discount code BGB10 at ATT cosmetics.shop for 10% off all purchases. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Hello everyone and welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman and I'm Sabria. And I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just excited. Like, let's just say we have a very special show. It's something that a lot of you all have been requested. Yes. Requesting. Sorry, can't talk. Um, and let's just get into it. This week, we got Ryan on the show. That Hi, Ryan. Everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. Hi, friends. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling fab, actually, finally. Yes, like this has been such a long time coming. People literally write us um, in a Black Girl Brunch Twitter, on the Black Girl Brunch Instagram, and they're like, when is Ryan going to be on the show? Yes, like, always, always. Oh, oh my God, that's such an honor. Also, just to be clear, when I said finally, I just meant I had a depression route. I was like, finally, you guys had me on. <laughs> like, that would be a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I better be. <laughs> no, no, we definitely get it. We definitely get that. Okay, yeah, you don't need to explain yourself at all because be technically, I don't know if I'm out of it yet. So it's like, period. Is we'll see. That's how I feel about my mental health. We will see. But I'm happy that you are feeling better. That's really yes. great to hear. Thanks, I appreciate it. Okay, so like, let's. It's just it's so hard to explain all that you do because you do so much and yes, you. You've influenced me and Sabria a lot. Like, I've been trying to cancel fast fashion because of you. Yes. So we just wanted to, like, just first get into, like, letting the people know who you are. Tell us about your journey. Like, how do you describe yourself to other people? Oh, my God. This question, it's so intimidating. I am Ryan, to anybody that's listening. I'm a sustainable fashion influencer in Brooklyn. I'm focused in green consciousness and blackness and fashion and how those things intertwine and I'm actually someone who found like sustainability and green consciousness with spite and hate in my heart mm. and I have no problem admitting that love that you know I was just very like anti-environment as a black person in the world and it changed my life to reframe the way that I think about you know everything shopping food from a green conscious perspective as a black person and I try to bring that to other people as accessibly as possible Yes. So why were you spiteful before, if you don't mind me asking? I think I just had this this inclination from growing up around non-Black people who didn't care about the pain they caused me from like mm. racism. And then they'd be like, save the dolphins. And I was like, girl, how can you care about a dolphin more than me? Like, I'm right here. Yes, that's so and true. It just made me think, like, how can people care about the environment more than Black people? And then I realized, like, we're the same. We're all connected to it. So... No, seriously. That's how I felt about veganism at first. Yeah, yep, exactly. 
it's this I feel like it goes hand in hand. Um, and following that question, how did you get started creating content? Like, do you, and do you have any tips for future content creators? Because I feel like your content is so unique. Um, I really love how in your um, videos, how like you write on the screen, because I love reading and like you give a deeper explanation. So like, how did you um, come about that? Like your style um, and just creating content in general? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. My <laughs> my style online came mostly just from like feeling really misunderstood. That's why I write on the screen on top of like my videos. I make mm -hmm. YouTube videos. And the reason that I got into content creation was from running a fashion and rap blog. Mm -hmm. And I just Love felt it. like I wasn't like ever clear enough with what I was trying to communicate. And nobody was like connecting to it when I would try to type. Like I'm really bad at like explaining myself sometimes so I was like I need the feeling of connection and so instead of typing my feelings I started making videos about them and it opened up my world you know yeah I feel like it comes across like very well and like when you say certain things I'm like wow like I definitely um felt that like a lot of YouTubers don't like write um a further explanation on the screen because I feel like some people are afraid to over explain themselves mm -hmm. um but I generally enjoy it yeah. Thank you. It's a trauma response. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know that all too well. <laughs> and like with that, I really like how you um share on Twitter as well. I think that like sometimes it's it's a difference between like venting and just like sharing your perspective in this way that's just like so different and authentic. And I really just love to read how you tweet. Like it just feels like different content. Like I can tell when you're tweeting, you're speaking from like your heart and you're trying mm -hmm. to inform versus like gain followers, which is something I, if I can sense that your tweets are only for retweets, then I'm like, let me get out of here. Yeah. But it's like, it's just <laughs> not like that with you. Thank you. No problem. So just just get used to being like buttered up this entire show. <laughs> yes, for real. It's really gonna happen. <laughs> I'm trying oh. to do it back. I'm like, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> this is butter girl brunch. This, um, this episode of butter girl brunch. Um, so let's discuss sustainability and fashion because again, I can honestly say you have really got me thinking long and hard and sustainability is becoming so important to me mm -hmm. because I realize I want to live on earth and I want my children to as well. Mm -hmm. So um, when did you, you said, you kind of mentioned that there was a shift, but like, when did that happen? And why is this something that you're so passionate about, like in today's age? Yeah, the shift that I had came when I was in college, actually, which is really late to like, get into this. Sorry for the sirens in the background. Should it's I all good. It's okay. Okay. Nope. So um, yeah, I had a class in college that was about green consciousness. And I was trying to take as many feminist classes as possible so that I didn't have to pick a major and never leave college and enter the real world. <laughs> so I was like, oh, they have a green conscious class in women's studies. I don't agree with that. I was like, that could not be good. That is contrary to what I believe. But I was also like, the reason why I feel that is because I'm trying to be stagnant. Like, I don't want to learn right now. So I was like, let me challenge myself. And I took the class and the teacher gave a statistic about how black kids in the South Bronx have disproportionate like numbers of asthma because of the air pollution. And yep. I was like, uh, yep. Oh, I was like, okay, yeah, I care about the environment. And it literally changed my life. I was crying in class. I was like, 
I was ready to come in with hate in my heart. Like, y'all don't even care what black people go through, blah, 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 blah. And she said that. I was like, wait, what? What? And like, it made me realize like, you have to think more critically, or like I should say, I had to think more critically and largely about what the environment even is. Like she said also, like, think about the first environment you're ever in. And I was like, like the park, like nature. She said, no, your parents womb. And I was like, wait, what? Wait a minute. Wait, what? Yeah. And she was like, think about sustainability. And I was like, like recycled clothes. She was like, no, like if you can't afford to eat, like you can't sustain your life if your job isn't paying you enough. I was like, girl, Mm. what are you saying? Like she just reframed everything about like how I saw the world. And I wasn't thinking about the environment, like national parks and like dolphins. I was like, the environment is your workplace, your roommate situation, your house, like everything has to be equitable and ethical. Oh my God, this sounds so fake deep. I sound like a poet on no, like the Proud Family. No, it's um, so, it's so I true. Like, I felt like I heard, I felt a breeze as you mentioned that. Like, <laughs> like I felt a breeze in my soul. Like, cause I have never thought about that. How your first environment is your, you know, your mom's womb and just being being there. And I also learned about like being in education before about the difference in the buildings and the mm-hmm. asthma. And it's 100% connected to our community and just equity and social justice. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really cool that that was like what reframed um, your thinking. Yeah. And like your environment really does affect who you are, because like when you think about it, like your household, like your parents and stuff really can't protect you from the environment, like what's outside of your household. Um, And I was talking to my therapist about that this week, um, because like all of like my issues, my trauma stuff started from my environment. Um, everything outside of my household. So that all makes sense. And it's crazy that a school offered you that class. That is so like, that makes me wish I could do my, uh, my undergrad over again, because that is so like, I feel like very like thought provoking. Mm. It's life changing. I was like, girl, where did you get this info? How do you know this? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Um, so this is a little bit of a different question, um, but this is something that's been on my mind and it's like kind of a funny idea to me, but what are your thoughts on being a micro celebrity? Like I, <laughs> so I like have been joke. I've been joking about this like recently, like ever since that I, um, like some things have just been happening to me that is just like, oh my, like I got my nose pierced recently and somebody recognized me in the uh, shop uh, because their girlfriend listened to Black Girl um and like uh how we got to go to poppy juice because like i you know knew a host of the um party and i'm just like like laughing i'm like having like you know being a millennial and being like oh everything's like funny to me and i'm like oh my gosh like i need to hone in on this micro celebrity life and it's just weird because i know you and i both had a bit of um dare I say clout from like, <laughs> from like, from like Tumblr. And it like, I feel like it trans, it like died down a little bit, but it transferred over. Like we're still like floating on that micro celebrity. So like, how do you feel about that? That's so funny. I I like, am so averse to it. Cause I'm like, oh no, do not perceive me. Do not notice anything about me. The other day I was at this um event with my friend and this girl came up to me and she was like, or I came up to them to take a photo of them. I was like, I want to do photography. And she was like, oh my God, I used to follow you on Tumblr. I was like, I'm going to head home. Like, never mind. <laughs> like, this is humiliating. I'm like, please don't remember that I have an internet persona. 
I'm not her. <laughs> People don't believe you though when you say you don't want the attention. People I, really don't think it's they an don't, act. It's, like, it's not an act. Exactly, because really Eli knows I'm so shy. Just wanted really? to say my piece on the internet and then live a normal life after that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I was looking at some of the views on your videos and I was like, oh my gosh, you're being perceived. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, Heavy. I'm like, because I, I feel like it's different because I don't make videos. Like, I have a podcast, but I'm like, yo, you really, um, and I feel like you're just like so chill about it, which is like so funny. <laughs> I hate it. I always think about like when I'm like dating or like talking to someone, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a video of like me talking about being <laughs> autistic, not being able to talk, like all this like random things like that I don't know if I wanted to share on the first day. I always private stuff immediately. I'm like, but then I'm also like, what if they already saw it? Like, what if they have a little brother? I don't know. I'm just like, please get away from me. Cause that's like your most popular video too. It's yeah. like right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, when I interact with any teacher or like professional, like person who has to interact with children, I'm like, oh God, you might've seen that one. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't need to make prejudgments about me. You don't know. But that's no, that is so funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's so funny that both of you were um, Tumblr famous and I got like ran off Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> what? You got yeah. I, got I, ran off Tumblr. Ran I said like I got into one beef and I wasn't strong enough to like <laughs> stick to ride it out. I'm like, I'm over this. I'm not gonna be getting told to die because I said something about Miley Cyrus. Like I'm no, out of here. That was too much. It, that was very much it was too yeah, much. So I did. Sorry. I tried to defend myself for like two days. But then I also realized people wasn't getting tired and the notes were growing. They were slowing down and I And I like, jumped in it too, and it just was just like I honestly felt like I, I just I just stopped getting on there. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm Those people this were shit. ruthless. They were ruthless. Oh my mm -hmm. god! I just had to put my glasses on because I'm like, I can't see anything. Okay, so many of our listeners came from you, like literally. Yes. Who are like, yeah, like we came from Ryan. Ryan sent us here, but I've always wondered how did you discover us? Like, how did you discover Black Girl Brunch? This is like my favorite thing because I get beat up in real life from my friends from this. I have a really bad habit of being like, give me recommendations now. Everybody who's following me on every platform knows I'll be like, podcasts, send them now. Movies, send them now. And I don't watch anything and I don't listen to anything anyone says. Like, I don't know why. I just like hearing what people like. So I asked on Twitter for like months. I was like, send me the best podcasts. Tell me, tell me. And it, the people I respect the most kept saying Black Girl Brunch. And I was like, wow, I have a bad, ha I still am, I was like, I'm not going to listen to any of these podcasts. I just wanted to see what people think. But everybody that I respect kept being like Black Girl Brunch. And literally out of like a hundred and something things, I like tried 10 and that was the only one that stuck. And I was like, oh my God, I'm here with my friends. Like, I just love being with my friends, like listening to the podcast. And so I was like, um, that's besties for life like I was just like <laughs> life changed when I heard it I was like wait what and it, it, it just like clicked for me that that's why those people were recommending it the people I look up to the most mm -hmm. on Twitter online were like check this out and I was like noted I oh love that I love I, that is so flattering because I'm the same way I always ask for recommendations and I sometimes don't um especially with YouTube videos because like I get um like very overwhelmed like 
yes. with sensory stuff and like hearing um like people's their cadence and their voices and some things like just drives me insane but like your videos i'm like the way you talk, i feel like that's like how my brain um like <laughs> thinks i'm like okay i get it like i definitely can listen to you I love that. Yeah, you're like breaking it down. And I love that, you know, so many people suggested Black Girl Brunch and you actually really like, like, you know, love us so much because again, it's just been such a great relationship that we've been forming. Mm -hmm. Can we call it that? Like a relationship? So yeah, no, we appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone else listening. Sorry guys, these motorcycles are going like, they're going hammer time tonight. Like, I don't know what about a Tuesday night makes everyone want to hop on their motorcycle, but hey. Like, um, go put your children to bed. I feel like the children are on the motorcycle, too. <laughs> so now we want to get into a specialized phase four segment. So we kind of have four questions to ask you, and I'm so excited. So, Sabria, take it away. So the first question is favorite hairstyle. Oh, my God. That's such a good question. Honestly, my favorite hairstyle is box braids only because I can't have them because my hair falls out. Oh, man. Oh, is it why? Is it too much tension? I literally don't know and I need to go to the doctor for it. It has nothing to do with like, it's been like for 10 years and I'm just like, uh, if it came back this week, I'll just get over it. But I need to get help. But I love no. box braids. I wish I could wear braids so bad. Yeah, braids. Yeah, because I know... What's the braids that we have? Knotless braids. Knotless. The knotless. Yeah, those might be better. And also, I found out that people are soaking braiding hair in vinegar, like I guess to wash off like the coating, um, like that some people are allergic to. Oh my goodness! I didn't know that. I love that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with Sabrina. If you not list, if you did want to try, like, of course, if you think it's going to take your hair out, I wouldn't, you know, be careful. But if you wanted to try, I would say um, not list because it's less tension on the hair um, and mm-hmm. it's just less weave, especially if you get them a little bit smaller or they yeah. call them what I have is called natural not list. It's like goes with the coarseness of your hair. But yeah, box braids are beautiful. They, they just really make everyone are. look so ref- they make people look refreshed and youthful. Mm-hmm. Too. That was my go to hairstyle when I was a child. I'll say any hairstyle. Other than wigs. I hate wearing wigs and I'm so sorry that I <laughs> make everybody see me the way that they see me in these wigs. So that was my public apology. Thank you for the platform. There was <laughs> there was a vi- I forgot which video you had, but you said you did not like the wig on you. I think it was like I think it was a longer wig and I really liked it though. Thank you. I hate wigs. <laughs> Sometimes so I, I I love wigs, but like I can't wait to take them off. Yeah, um, the sensory thing. I'm like, ah, it's the same. It is. And I found out, I'm going to move on to the next question after this, but I um, found out that that is a thing with ADHD. Um, when you, like, for instance, every time Eximon, I will randomly take off my lashes. Um, when I, when I, we would always joke about it on the podcast, like I would take off my bra, I would take off something, my wig, something like that. But I did not know that that is a thing with ADHD with like the sensory, like, so you feel like you just, something is just too much. And that, yes. and I know ADHD and autism are both, um, was it neurotypical? Yeah, neurodivergent. They're like neuro, cousins. Neuro, yeah, yeah, neurodivergent. Yes, it is. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So that's oh. that might be why you feel like that about the way it is. I feel like my head's in jail. Thank you. Yes, me too. I feel like my head's in jail. That's why I can't do it. I do. I, I oh do my wigs. god, that's really. 
really a perfect way to describe. I do feel like my my and like lashes. Sometimes they feel like heavy on me, but I love yes. them so much. I can't. It I all can't feels do like lashes. Gel. I cannot do wigs. I usually <laughs> I think my head is big too. That also makes things worse. But first of all, I don't like the way it feel. I feel like my head's about to explode. And yeah. number two. Um, they look very wiggy on me. Like, I feel like I look like I'm in a disguise every time I put on a wig. And it's just like, honestly, Ryan, I really do think you look great in the wig, even though you don't, like, feel comfortable with it. And I also understand, like, the ease. Like, some people I know, like, they wear wigs and they look great. Me, I always look like a spy <laughs> as soon as I put it on. Like alias. Yeah. <laughs> or the, ne- the next question is, your favorite snack? Oh my gosh, that is such a hard <laughs> question. That's really touching me. I think my favorite snack is limon Lay's chips. I gotta Ooh. say. Oh, I know exactly the ones you're talking about. Where are, are those like tortilla chips? They're like lime, um, what's it called? Potato, like regular potato. Oh, let me say. They're like a green bag. I'm going to say, let me see. I'm a chips freak. Like, I love chips. Same. I'm a sweet person. Oh, wow. Someone else asked, are lemon Lay's chips vegan? I hope they are. Uh, It says that they are. Oh, period. Are they? Ooh. Chips are my downfall. Like, that's really my downfall. I can have five chips mix. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. Like, bag, done. Um, the next question, this is a fun one. Favorite black vixen and why is it Megan Good? <laughs> Literally, oh my God, the love of my life. <laughs> Literally who I think I look like. And the answer is I don't. I <laughs> love Megan Good. That's where I channel all of my energy. Absolutely. All of it. The thin no, eyebrows. I feel you. She's beautiful. She's hot, man. And I love that that you said that's who you think you look like and you don't, because I feel like that about Nicki Minaj. And like, I love that. Like, I am just obsessed with like that. Just like, but I feel like you could be Megan Good's daughter. I would love that. And she used to have a gap when she was little. Like, I'm like, mom, come on. (laughs) She just like me. Just like me. She had a gap. She is still. uh, She still looks like. How she she still looks like how she did when we were kids. I know it's the lips for me. It's the lips it and, the, and the supple skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love that her. like that like um that slinky body like that like that hottie like two thousands like hip like it's all about the hips. Like I it's just all love about it. the hips. You know who I think I look like, but I look nothing alike. Um, <laughs> that's going to be Mariah Carey. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like no matter what we are, no. still the same. I'm obsessed with this, like that, like people have this person they look up to and like they love their, they channel their style and they're like, I look like you, but like, you're like, but I really feel, so Iman with you, Mariah Carey, I feel like it's the chin. But I feel like y'all have similar chins and I feel like Ryan, like, I feel like it's the eyes. Like I'm looking Mm -hmm. at your zoom picture the Megan good. It's like the eyes and the the bottom and the complexion and the bottom of your face. Like, I feel like baby Megan good. So like, we're not, you know, you actually kind of do favor dehumanize just in general, Sabria. Um, you really do. But but Mariah Carey, I also feel like it's her attitude. I feel like no one else on earth gets me as much as Mariah Carey does. It's and she's true. never met me. And she's it's never true. met me. No, but. I love this. Can we do... So, uh, sorry. Like, Brenchers, can y'all please, like, 
message uh, like a message all three of us or you know whoever you follow you need to be following all of us but like let us know who <laughs> is somebody that you like channel their energy and you think you look like or you have like similar like you look like too because yeah. i never thought that like i thought i was the only one who did that yes like tell us who you look like wrong answers only <laughs> <laughs> there he is. um the, the last one okay i love this question because you have inspired me to look on scents like first of all before so the question is your favorite designer but i love this question because i love like high fashion stuff and i always feel like it's unattainable to me but like you hunt for stuff and i feel like you do it in a way that is like so affordable so meaningful and i'm like no i need to get back on my shit like i'm being lazy that's my problem <laughs> So who was your favorite designer? My favorite designer, I I hate to say someone who's a white man, but it's Martin Margiela. And okay. Yeah. I can definitely see that. The co- At first I thought you were going to say Rick Owens, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, I love Rick Owens too. It's like but the yeah, same. I feel like it's like the same, like the bag, like nothing's close to your body. Everything's yeah. just like very baggy and like, the texture of it like i feel like it's like very cozy um but yeah i feel you that's i have I just, i'm sorry ryan go ahead oh i was gonna say i like martin margella because i feel like i'm the opposite of him he's so anonymous and i like can never <laughs> stop running my mouth and i cannot believe that he's an artist and he doesn't want to be known or talk i'm like okay yeah that's i've never seen do. him i've never yeah. yeah i've never seen him <laughs> Yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> I like Margella scents a lot. Like they smell so good, so clean. Yeah. I got this little Sephora sampler pack where I got a chance to smell all of them. And he has one that smells like fire. Ooh. I'm like, oh, I really like that. And I mix it <laughs> with another one that I forgot the name of, but like I mix the fire one with like a softer scent one. So it's like very intense, but very eerie at the same time. I love that. Yeah, I really love that. So that was phase four. Thank you for participating in Bay um, 4. I feel like I learned so much about you, especially your favorite snake. Um, it's good to know when somebody's a salty versus sweet person. I think yeah. that's very telling. It um, is very telling. So, I feel like salty people are chaotic. Like me. <laughs> I feel like sweet people are shady. Yeah. Like salty people are like, you know, they definitely do wild things that you never expect them to do, no matter how wild they keep being. And like sweet people are just like very shady, always quick with the tongue, very slick. And if you think about like um Sean, who's, you know, our friend, yeah. uh, it's like me and him are very much under our breath saying things all the time. <laughs> yeah. And my cousin, his partner, who's a salty person. is very we, chaotic. You never know what we're about to say. It's less about what you're gonna say and more about what you're gonna do. <laughs> that's that's where I'm concerned. Um, so <laughs> let's get into tea time, guys. So tea time this week is going to be fun, and we're not gonna put Ryan on the spot, so we're not gonna be as messy as we tend to get. Um, we're gonna start off with something fun. Let's talk about the City Girls Twerculator video. It was um directed by Misty Elliott, and her touch was all over this video mm-hmm. right i'm not sure if you had the chance to check it out but wow i yeah. loved it i loved it um i thought it was very camp um and i have something to say about that um i feel like 
So the way cameras are now, everything it looks very like real. Like I feel like the cameras and like TV when we grew up, stuff looked like a painting, and it didn't look feasible. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. it didn't look like we could like touch it. But everything now is like. Like, for instance, that video was shot in 4K or HD. So everything, you can see, like, if it was, like, a hair lifting up, like, you can see everything. So it takes away the illusion of camp and, like, what camp is supposed to be. So I feel like a lot of people, like, it was like, oh, it looks weird. Like, the clock looked weird and stuff like that. But if you think about Missy Elliott's videos when we were younger and how they were shot, everything looks so fucking cool. But imagine that, like, in HD and, like, 4K, it, like, takes away some of the, like, mysticism. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like the, um, you know how, is what's it called? The fourth wall Yes, yes, yes. Sure. Yes, exactly. It the breaks fourth wall's the, down. Exactly. It breaks the fourth wall. So I feel like the video, everything that looked off was intentional um i feel like it all was intentional like even the clock like looking awkward like it was like intentional to me it was very i feel like everything was just very intentional even how they looked on the couch like they looked like they were like i guess bored or dead like i feel like that was very intentional maybe a nod to the shining maybe i'm like reaching here but um i just feel like it was just everything was intentional and like not to sound like an art snob or whatever but i just feel like the girlies aren't getting it like you know that's what it is I they definitely think it. people aren't getting it. Yeah, I feel like, because I feel like, Ryan, like, I feel like you definitely, because, like, when you say, like, certain stuff, I'm like, I know you get it, like. Absolutely. This video is so cute. It reminds me of, like, when I was growing up, I would watch Ludacris videos and Missy yeah. Elliott videos, and it was just like, what, why, how did you come to the conclusion to make that the video? And it made me so happy to see it. Like, I love this. It's yes. so fun. Exactly, because imagine Ludacris like get back, like um, exactly and when we HD. had the biggest hands. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. but imagine that and like four shot in four K. It's gonna look weird. We- yeah, it's gonna look weird. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't like four K. Sometimes it freaks me out. Like I'm it okay with just regular out. HD. Um, mm-hmm. but one thing I can say is that I'm I'm happy to see the girls having some fun between Doja Cat, um, Megan Thee Stallion with like the thought shit. Um, and then this one, it's just like, yeah, I'm so sick and tired of people in a 20 inch weave, like staring, standing outside of a car. Like that was cool for a while, but at some point you just have to admit that it's like laziness. Same thing with like the WAP video, like just do something cool so that we can look back and like kind of almost like remember the time. I was just happy to see them having some fun and not being afraid to get weird because, Mm -hmm. um, one thing that we don't see intersect enough anymore is just like the the hood girls in like being weird and I, I feel like as someone who is both i just really really can appreciate those things together because that's honestly how missy is like mm-hmm. missy is very real but she's also very um she's very weird her, it's just her touch was all over it it definitely kind of gave me work it bobs a little bit in the sense of like just being in another universe i liked it i, I yeah. liked the video i can't believe people were complaining but i never know when people complain because i don't follow people who talk about like just talk about things that deeply. I feel like Sabria, your um, I feel like your followers are definitely a little bit more critical. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I, you know, respect a lot of y'all, but like, y'all just don't get it. Y'all don't see the vision, and it's okay. Like, if you don't get something, it's okay to be like, I don't get it. I don't see it for that. Like, it's not that it's wrong. It's just that you don't, you don't get it. It's not for you. Yeah, it's you not need the you. lexicon. You need the whole background history to know. Exactly. Like, like break it down. Like, open up your mind. Like, you're, I'm so sorry that your third eye is, like, crusted. Like, <laughs> it's closed. 
But like I see it. And like, yes, the product placement was like awkward, but like I feel like that's very camp. Like we yep. live in a capitalist society. Like yeah. whatever. <laughs> that's yep. how I feel. It's I like, like Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, oh my exactly. god. Exactly. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. <laughs> that's so crazy. We were literally watching Josie and the Pussycats like not too long ago. It and aged we, great. It aged so great. Classic. Me and Sabria were like, wait a second. We didn't understand how deep this was. Same. Like, all those Target ads were freaking me out. Like, why? Like, and that, sh- I'm like, oh my God, who knew Josie and the P- Pussycat would expose everybody in the world? Like, that's and wild. That was a, considered a B movie. It was considered a bad, it was considered a cult classic, but look at it. It had, it came with the facts. Like, I don't know. I just have so much respect for like stuff that's camp, stuff that's like cheesy, like B movies and stuff like that. Cause like I just feel like it has a bigger, it's like it has a bigger message. But like the girlies don't want to get it because they're scared <laughs> to have fun. That's what it boils down to. People are scared to have fun. They are. They are afraid. But we're not. We're not afraid. No mm-hmm. one on this um podcast is afraid. Never um, afraid. So let's get into the next subject, okay, guys? So I feel like for a while now, we have all been waiting for Normani to quote-unquote arrive, you know? Mm-hmm. And we thought that's what was happening with, like, motivation. But I'm going to be honest with you. If Normani is being silent because she's cooking up a masterpiece, it's going to be really funny. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really, really funny. And people t- seem to think that, you know, she is coming again. Because she archived every single post on her Instagram, mm-hmm. except for um this one uh video where she teased an upcoming single called Wild Side. And a lot of you probably seen this video. She's in a bikini looking better than everyone. Um, and she's like <laughs> leaning back real seductively and the song's playing. So that set off rumors that like, okay, what's about to happen with Normani? I just love how people can tease things in 2021 all by like archiving every single photo. Mm-hmm. Like remember Beyonce when um we thought she had the twins, she archived every photo except for the ones with she was pregnant we were like what does this mean like (laughs) marketing has taken such a unique turn it has also i'm obsessed with like i know a lot of like stands i guess hate it but i'm obsessed with like pop girlies not giving their fans what they want yes mute like i love that so much like i love the fact that People are begging Rihanna for music, and she's like, no. <laughs> and just standing in it. Like, I'm obsessed with it. And I love the fact that Normani is doing the same. Like, she doesn't even engage. She, she doesn't don't even bring, engage. She don't even bring it up. She don't even entertain it. She's like, no. And I love that. I love that because I feel like that, one, makes for better music. Um, Two... No, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely like, not. Exactly, absolutely not. You're not going to control me. I love it. And what is she doing too? When someone is silent, you start thinking, well, <laughs> what is she working on? Exactly. Like, for all we know, a lot of these girls who run their mouth, they can barely do a one-two step. Mm-hmm. She could be in the studio stretching, getting her splits in order, doing the moonwalk because she definitely is a dancer. She's a like, you know, she can like give some things. So I'm like, maybe the reason why she's silent is because she's actually going to work. And I feel like mm-hmm. if this is what this means I'm really excited. I love that. I'm a fan. Huge Normani fan. Huge, huge, huge Normani fan. And we'll see. We'll see what's next. Um, next, we're about to take an entirely different turn. We're about to get into some social justice because um 
like Ryan said, she's based in Brooklyn right now. As most of you know, Sabria used to go to school in New York. And also, most importantly, gun violence is something that we're all like, we are very much all aware that it's out of control. The pandemic has definitely heightened things when the economy is bad. It's just like no secret that crime is worse. And I know in Philly, that is being reflected in, in every major city, including New York. So um, on the 6th, uh, the governor of New York uh, declared uh, executive order. This is the first in the nation declaring disaster, a disaster emergency on gun violence. Um, so apparently over July 4th weekend, like 14 people were shot in Buffalo, five people shot in Syracuse, three people shot in Long Island, two people were shot in Utica, one person was shot in Rochester, and 26 people were shot in New York City. Like, honestly, that's war to me. So um, now the state is creating an office of gun prevention with the state health department. Um, and the focus is to, of course, target gun violence and hotspots, uh, positively engage youth, stop guns from coming in the state by clearing a border war, get illegal guns off the street, get guns out of the hands, out of criminals, and rebuild police community relations. So obviously on paper, this sounds wonderful. But to me, I have questions about how much money they're investing in these programs because um, as a person who has worked for our program, it's nothing to just launch the program throw like a budget and did not really, one, not allocate enough money, and then two, not allocate enough to the to the right things. You can't just give a whole program money and then not be real clear about the plans mm -hmm. if you plan to make a difference. So it was like, while I am happy they're doing something, I'm just questioning how like, you know, impactful it will be if other city and if other cities will like follow. Exactly. And like sometimes like I know um from work at, like would that be considered non profit work? Um, it probably be considered state government community state. relations work. Okay. And I know like some of the like not to like talk negative on it, but like I know some of the people that are like heavily involved with that stuff have a very um how do I say this, like they have an idea, but they they don't have an A, B, C. A through Z plan. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, how are we going to be doing all these things? Like, thank you for the, like, the bullets. <laughs> like, thanks for the initiative. Is like, how are we going to be doing this? And, like, of course, like, I'm happy that someone is doing something. He's so far the first governor to do this. Um, and this is not just a New York issue. Also, never forget, like, people had whole, like, tanks and uh, the National Guard in place when people were stealing from Target. So it is wild to know that, like, you know, stealing from Target is, like, an, like an emergency and requires a curfew, but children and pregnant women and mm -hmm. just people in general being, like, shot and killed is not enough to, like, get that same response. Yeah, exactly. Also, um, it's so having lived in New York and like being from Philly, like personally, um, I feel like when I lived it, it's it's wow because when I was living in New York, my parents felt like I was safer there because it's like more people. So if something happens, like there um will be like witnesses or people to like help you or stand up. And I felt, um, I don't know if you feel this too, Ryan, but I felt like as I guess I'll be would have been a transplant. I felt a little bit. I didn't feel as threatened 
And I wasn't aware of, like, of course, I, I didn't personally experience, like, violence in the street and stuff like that. I knew of things that went on, but I felt, um, I didn't feel as, like, in danger um, because I wasn't from there. Um, so I feel like it's just so, um, so complex. Um, but being, um, like if I stayed there longer, I definitely would want to like help out and like see how I could, um, help like with the violence there. Cause I feel like it's somebody like, cause people do that here, like, um, like transplants and stuff, they try to help out and do stuff. Um, cause we went to the meetings that, um, Iman and I went to, there were people who like weren't necessarily from Philly, like they went to school around the area and they would, uh, this is like when Black Lives Matter and stuff first started, they still yeah. like stood up and like, you know, stood up for our community and do so. So I really appreciated that because I had, um when I lived in New York, I was interning at New York Women in Film and I went to some event in Harlem and they were talking about like the violence and stuff with the community and things. And I like learned a lot um about um, like what was going on in New York. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ryan, do you feel like you've seen a difference in like your neighborhood or are you like, no, it's kind of always been this way? Well, I'm in like East Williamsburg, so I haven't seen any or many like instances of gun violence or any kind of hostility or any change or like that much community action because it's mostly transplants to be honest right. but I was in Harlem over the weekend and my friend was telling me like you might want to be careful going back on the train like late at night after the party because like it's not safe she's like there's a lot of gun violence and I didn't realize that violence was increasing in New York because there's so many like I guess misrepresented statistics about violence in general decreasing mm. and I did not know that it was increasing at this like extreme rate and obviously now I want to get into some community action about that that's really disappointing and disheartening mm -hmm. right. but I think it comes from the infrastructure that's why it's disappointing that they're doing all this action now I'm like it's the government's fault anyway hello? no it's true it always is and it that's why is. it's alarming that they're like like you said it's like about the whole system like it's a systematic thing so creating a department is just like okay step one allocate the funds your beliefs are in mm -hmm. your budget so if you really really believe that crime is out of control you will start getting people the things that they need like and they had to throw the police uh relations into it as well that always bugs me because i'm like y'all trying to make a lot of police so bad it's not going to happen like here's what you need to do like take money and put it into school take money and put exactly. it into resources and stuff like that we people don't just want and you know I'm really skeptical of Cuomo, and, as I should be, and as everyone should be. So it's, it's just like, are you doing this as a like, because you want to pat on the ass, or are you doing this because you really are alarmed? My gut is telling me the first option because I'm radical when it comes to crime and the needs of our community. And um, I always think of like freeway saying, if my kids are hungry, I'm gonna throw the dishes out your kitchen. And that's what's happening all around us. This pandemic and this economic crisis, we all know it has impacted poor people, specifically black and brown people at like an alarming rate. And the fact that the crime was a direct relation to the, the money is something I feel like people just trying to close their eyes to. And I'm just like, open them. Open them because you know what? Everyone suffers when violence is in place, not just like the people who live in these communities. Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate like as someone who doesn't like immediately, like you're not like directly impacted, you're still like, 
I want to like get involved and I feel the same way. It's like, no matter, I don't care if I live in Bel Air, I want to know what's going on in, in the, in the city and how it's impacting like my, my community. Like I just want to know. Also like the NYPD is like, like all cops are shit, but like they are so horrible. Like Mm -hmm. they are like, I'll never forget when I think, I don't know if I said this on here before, but I was at a rooftop party in Brooklyn and I had literally just turned 21, like the week before. And of course there's a rooftop party, college kids, there's drinks there and they ask for everybody's ID. And I'm like, oh shit, like I'm so happy. I just turned 21. Um, and they ask for everybody's ID and like, cause somebody like called for a noise complaint and they took my ID and then they looked at everybody's ID barely. And they, um, you know, uh, joked about coming back to the party and like one of them was like trying to get the number of like a girl that was there and i'm like you're supposed to quote unquote serve and protect like you're being like so like so unprofessional right now yeah. it was just so weird and also like one time i was like having a shitty ass day i was in um Harold Square, which is like, if you're having a shitty day and you live in New York and you're in Harold Square, like, I'm sorry, that is the grounds to K-word yourself. I'm sorry. It's too much. Harold Square is just too overstimulating. Um, So I'm having a shitty ass day. I'm in Harold Square and this cop makes fun of my broken umbrella. Whoa. What? What? Yeah. It's like, you don't have anything else to do? Yeah, it's like, oh, I think you need a new umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I literally, so one of my favorite tweets is like, somebody Sorry. asked like, what would you do if you were like in a group with these people? And they were like, I would kill myself in front of them and change the trajectory of their relationship. And like, that's how I felt at that moment. Like, I'm like, what if I just kill myself in front of y'all? And like, <laughs> just freak y'all out. Like I, like, I would kill myself, but I would come back. But I'm like, what if I do that and I freak y'all out? Now your whole day sucked up. Yeah, like, like j- just to teach you a little lesson. Just on to teach you a lesson. Yeah, Yeah, I'm so stubborn sometimes that I'm like, do not test me because if I am like on fire enough, I will. It was raining. I was getting wet, and I had to go to a job fair in freaking Harold Square. Wasn't it a job square that was a flop too? That you. It was a flop. It was so bad. (laughs) I think I suggested you go. I was like, yes, everybody just check out. You never know. Worst day of my life. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. But it's over. It's over. And I survived. I did. That cop probably didn't. Wow. (laughs) T, um, by the way, guys, Normani just posted a picture. She um, did, and I liked it. I was going to say something. I don't know what it means, again. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like... She looks hot. She fucking looks amazing. Not not beautiful. She looks hot. Yeah, she looks really hot. (laughs) Oh, my God. What bra she has on, but if I could get it, like, them things is thinging, okay? They're, like, (laughs) sitting up and looking fantastic. Wow, she looks great. But um, the caption is, take me for a ride, boy. Okay. I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember when Katniss on Hunger Games was like, I volunteer. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like, I don't know how to drive, but we're going to go. We're going to get there, baby. Buckle up. All right. So um, final tea time subject is culture's B-Day party. Yes. Cardi B's (laughs) daughter had a princess 
themed jam packed birthday party and wow i me and sabria were just like i want to come so bad like i, I wanted go. to go so freaking bad also one of my favorite things that cardi b did with the party she got all her favorite foods yeah, um at the buffet adults <laughs> foods at her child's party and i'm she, like <laughs> That's how I know, like Cardi B is black. Like people like to, <laughs> people like to like make jokes it's no and debate. question. But that is black people are like their child's party is an extension of an. It's for the adults too. Yeah, they're like if we have to be here, there's going to be alcohol. Um, I know we're vegan, but there's going to be crab legs. Like they're going to be. <laughs> she like, had crab legs there too. The adults be like, we want a buffalo wing bar. Like. <laughs> That's like, I was like, that is genius to me. Like, I'm literally like my kids party. I am definitely having all my favorite foods because why not? Yeah. It's my money. That's how I feel. <laughs> I you have, that. you have no money. It's mine. I used to get mad at my mom's. I'm like, why are you putting Coors Light in the, um, <laughs> in the cooler? Like, why are you doing that? Like, that's for the hugs. So my mom did make, at least she did get two coolers, like the adult cooler and did the kid cooler. But I used to hate that, like opening up the cooler and seeing like a Budweiser. <laughs> Like, come the on. crazy thing is, I didn't know. Like, I'm so used to that. Like, people having two coolers that I didn't even know that. Like, I guess people don't have that at parties. Like, oh yeah. Sometimes my mom was just like, they're gonna be all together, depending on the size of the party. No, but I would feel, t I would be like shaking because like sometimes they would put the water in the with the beer and stuff. And I'm yeah, like, my mom would do this sometimes. Why? Yeah, that's when I you really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like that Dawson's bad. Look at her being too grown. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, um, Ryan, have you ever had the experience where your party was hijacked <laughs> by, by an adult and that you you trusted? Literally all of them. Like, <laughs> I grew up in Miami. Literally, my childhood parties were not about me at all. It was like all the time for the parents to get drunk. I love that. And then the Always. music would change. You're like, why are the Dells playing at my party? <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm five. What is this? Yeah, like that was so weird. Baby showers always turn into oh that. That's always. Enough. And also the way the adults dance. Oh, my God. Like that one aunt and uncle that like be breaking up and getting back together. You're like, why y'all got to show out here for Honestly, my friends? <laughs> I feel like that's my fate. But, <laughs> but like... Yeah, I just, but now that I know what it takes to be a parent, like sometimes parents never go anywhere without no, their children. So I feel like I get it now that I'm older. Yeah, I love it too. Not only do I get it, I love it. Also, I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but sometimes at my party, they like to merge birthdays together. Yeah. So it's like if, if somebody birth, like, all, how many kids graduating? Okay, you graduating from college, you graduating from high school, and you're graduating from kindergarten. Okay, it's going to be one party, <laughs> and all y'all names going to be on that cake. Um, in 2010, like honestly, six people in my family graduated, <laughs> and there were six names on the cake. Good, that's sustainable. I love that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it really is. It See really is. Shout out to my family for their sustainability <laughs> efforts. <laughs> I don't think I ever had a share party i don't think it's huh. all because everybody's birthdays is like literally like a month like after each other everything is like spaced apart me and I'm you no, please i'm no no i have a cousin whose birthday is like two weeks after mine but but he's way older than me so yeah we never um i never had a shared birthday me and my aunt shonice's uh baby shower and my eighth grade graduation were combined so yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, Period. that's that's again sustainability. Um, so yeah, guys, that's it for tea time. We're gonna head into the sunken place, but before we do, let's have a word with our other sponsors, Savage X Fenty. This week's episode of Black Girl Brunch is also brought to you by Savage X Fenty. And as I sit here, I'm in my 70s Terry sleeveless crop top, and you know I had to get it in black caviar. That's hilarious because I'm actually wearing my Flock logo bra in watermelon pink. You guys know I love a pop of color. You all can check out what we're wearing and more at savagex.com backslash brunch. Right now, you can get two bras for $29 plus 50% off everything else with your first VIP order. Speaking of being a VIP, I just became a member and I am obsessed. I have stuff sitting in my cart right now. I'm just waiting to check out. You can learn more about becoming a member by visiting savagex.com slash brunch. The membership keeps me looking good for myself or for a boo with affordable bras, undies, PJs, and so much more. And there's no commitment or minimal amount you have to spend. You can simply skip the month if it's not in the budget. Become a VIP member today and shop these sweet deals on savagex.com slash brunch. Let them know we sent you. Now let's get back into Black Girl Brunch. All right. Now it's time for the sunken place. Okay. And this week's sunken place is honestly grossing us out because anything that has to do with people um, taking advantage of vulnerable people. Um, specifically children and mm-hmm. teenagers is sickening. So we can all agree um, on that. So just, I guess, trigger warning that we are going to kind of speak about, you know, just grooming and older people taking advantage of like younger children or younger people. So first of all, trigger warning, a man with a TikTok. <laughs> As a man, why are you on TikTok? Okay. <laughs> So TikToker Hunter Echo admits that he groomed Millie Bobby Brown. So I watched, um, I saw this on um, Twitter earlier and I had watched a couple of videos because I could not believe that somebody would be this, I'm going to say it, heinous. Um, I couldn't believe it. So he is 20 years old. Millie Bobby Brown was, he was 20 and Millie Bobby Brown was 16 at the time where they were dating. And he goes on this, like, disgusting rant talking about um, how he groomed her. He says, uh, somebody in the comments said, imagine being a grown adult and dating a kid, a groomer. Which Echo replied, yeah, no, I groomed her. Um, And there's, like, multiple videos of him saying, like, vile, disgusting things. Um, he, uh, He claimed that... He said, if anything, I got taken advantage of. She used her powers on me. And he was referring to her character, Eleven, on um, Stranger Things. And he was, like, doing, like, you know, when she puts her hands out and, like, you know, loses her power. He was, like, doing that and, like, laughing about it. Uh, He also referred to um, their sexual history. Um, I'm not going to read what it says because it is very disgusting uh what he said but he was like he kept on talking about it um and he was like saying like in short he was saying well if she was a child how did she know how to do xyz like in the bedroom okay so Um, really quick how is he not in jail right now like that's exactly it's gotta be some type of crime because she's 17 right now and i don't know if like there is not a crime because 
it was um uh they would think that she was consenting to it yes, um, or the not children can't consent though but unless, yeah they, they unless, can't unless uh, you know different laws in different states and stuff like that exactly so like the point of this something please is the fact that these parents of these um like kids who are like starlets or like billionaires from like whatever um they let them do it it's like since their kid is like um, I'm going to, I feel like I can confidently say the kid is a breadwinner, that they let them do anything and they don't um, parent anymore. They just oh, stop. For sure. And oh. also, it seems to be a lot of the white ones. And I feel like white people, I mean, we've seen it. They literally can get away with murder. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's certain rules that apply to white people um, that don't like other, you know, black people because nobody is like up in arms. Uh, I feel like it's. I feel like that's something that definitely should have been handled, and he should not have been able to talk about it like that on their live. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have a history in the black community of protecting abusers too. Yeah, and, no, you for know, sure. Kelly and stuff like for that. Sure. However, I do get what you're saying about that they're children and they just kind of let them run amok a little bit more because yeah. I like think of like, okay, Beyonce has been a Destiny Child and been performing on tour for a lot for a long time, but one thing Tina and Matthew didn't play was that. <laughs> you know, one thing they did not play. Well, I guess some will argue differently because Jay Z was a lot older, but as far as we know, she was of age she was of legal age to the point where she has at least enough brain function to make like sound decisions on her own and i think of the same thing when i think of like you know scott jackson and like marseille martin it just seems like their parents be like and i'm gonna stick beside her you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yara shahidi like their parents are just very much present Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of times with these celebrity um like parents like you said they just think because their kids are booking jobs that they are old enough to to make other decisions about things in my opinion I don't care how mature you are you are a child and it's your parents job to shut that shit down exactly and I just feel like they don't care like it's like they don't care. they're like oh well they're paying for they paid my mortgage like I don't give a shit like I feel like it's it's given that yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, also, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like M- Millie Bobby Brown, like people were making a huge like thing about her like texting Drake. So I'm just like questioning like if she thinks it's cute to be with like older guys because right now her boyfriend's 19, she's 17. I don't know if he's about to be 20 or what. But I'm yeah. like, you gotta watch that because um I know that I was that type of kid where I thought I was so mature and whenever like wow motorcycle again um whenever like somebody older than me hit on me I would just be like um yeah well it's because I'm mature you know and I I didn't share those thoughts with an adult because I'm sure if I did they would be like baby no it's not because you're mature it's because they are looking you know at you and and they're preying on you and they're they they want you to think that you're special and you're not mm-hmm. no it's so true it's so true no I don't know if you had anything else to add to that one Ryan no, it's just really upsetting and disturbing, to be it's, honest. Literally, that's all. Honestly, that is all we needed to say. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Really and it, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Let's end it. Um, Thoughts to Millie Bobby Brown, because she's a kid and she doesn't have consent. She doesn't have the opportunity to choose if that's something that she wants to be part of. And I don't know who watching her, but they need to do something. I don't know, ground her, ground her or something. Yeah, for um, real. 
Yeah, so let's move into common senses. And this week's uh, um this week's topic is really really great because we have like uh, a really really um experienced content create creator, and I know that there are a lot of people who um create content that listen to us, and they probably are wondering the same thing. But how do you create authentic content? but also maintain your privacy because um, you said it at the top of the show. Like when you listen to Black Girl Brunch, you're like, oh, I'm listening to my girls. And that requires like a certain um, level of like authenticity, transparency, like you have to let people in. Um, but it also um, you want to protect some things in your life because you don't want everyone to know things, at least not at that moment. Sometimes like when I'm struggling, I'm like, you going to learn about this once I learn a lesson that it's trying to teach me, not like right away. You're not going <laughs> to learn it today. You're going to learn it in a year from now when I'm healed. But yeah, so how do you balance that? Like, I'd love to hear from you. It's so weird because I feel like it's the most narrow tightrope walk in the world mm, to so be someone. True. Like, you're, my whole thing is sharing about my life. I'm like, get ready with me. This is what's going on in my life. And there's so many things. I'm literally sitting on a bad boy piece of information. Like, there's something that is so pivotal and like so essential to everything I've talked about in like my most recent videos for the last year that I just cannot and have not talked about on YouTube. And I'm like, nobody can understand my experiences fully because I haven't divulged in that experience. But I think the way that you balance it is I try to make sure that if I'm sharing something, it has a purpose mm-hmm. for other people. And it's not just me venting and ranting. And I feel and see how it pushes people away when I'm online, just like, and then everybody was mean to me. And then this <laughs> happened. And like, people are just like, girl, like, that's why you need friends and like a therapist. <laughs> like, this is not friendship. This is not therapy. Like, uh, I think the most essential part of content creation is not just to think about yourself, but to consider the impact you have on other people. And I think that is like the most essential way to share with essential boundaries. Like if you're just giving like everybody, everything and every part of you, you'll lose part of yourself, which you don't want. That's Mm -hmm. bad. But then also like, you're not helping people. You're just like punishing people for being your audience (laughs) at some point, which is what I was doing for the last like six months, like in crisis, which, yeah, you just have to pull back some. Yeah, man, but it's hard, you know, when you are in a time of crisis to think about other people yep. because it's like I'm trying to make myself feel better. And I yep. sometimes like, you know, I don't always volunteer to be the savior for everybody else. But right. I agree with you. Like, it, I never feel good about it either. That's another thing to mention. Like, after I vent, I might feel good for two seconds. And I'm like, let me delete that. Like, especially if I speak on, like, romantic things. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I have now allowed people to know my status. And it's something about, like, that I just don't feel comfortable with. But I agree. Like, it could be helpful when you think about your audience and not punish and people for supporting you that's like a great way to look at it um I balance uh by like you know trying to be authentic but not oversharing by just thinking about what I am comfortable with sharing and the good news is I am comfortable with sharing a lot like I'm comfortable with letting people know like the nature of my family because I feel like that's harmless if you know I come from a big loud family Mm -hmm. I feel like it's harmless if you know that I'm vegan and that I live in Philly and how I grew up. It's like, and 
like you said, I think it is useful. I think it's useful information to like our audience to know where I'm from and maybe relate to me. And people can sometimes get this impression that just because you're talking a lot, that you're telling them everything. And that's not the truth. Like there are times when you can be so strategic and just talk a lot about all the things you want to talk about. It's a million subjects in the world. But the thing I don't want you to, to know about, you know, when it comes to like my finance, my personal life, you know, things that can put my safety at risk if people know like my address, um, if people know, you know, Things like my relationship status, uh, if I had like a child, keeping that private, like those are things that like you can just easily glide over and jam pack your content with other things like memories that you just like, why not share that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I feel like I do similar or I'll talk about something once it's over. Like a lot of stuff that I talk about has happened like years ago. Um, Sadly, things that I've never gotten over, Um, but I'm working on it. I'm talking to the lady. Um, but I feel like, um, I do the same thing and I feel like, like, I felt like I was oversharing, but then I realized there is so much that like, I don't, um, cause like, yeah, I may be sad, but nobody knows why I'm sad or what's the issue. Um, cause sometimes I don't even know what the issue is. Sometimes it's just like so many things happening at once, but I feel the same way. Like I only want to tell stuff if it's strategic and helping other people, because I know I'm somebody that I tend to always feel isolated and alone. Like everything that I'm going through, I feel like nobody else has ever gone through. Mm. And I feel like other people are like, I feel like other people's lives are perfect. And mine is like the messiest life. And like, I just don't have things together and things like that. So I feel like, um, Like, what I want to do with, like, you know, Black Girl Brunch and, like, even with my films and stuff like that, the stuff that I've written, some of the stuff is loosely based on my life. And I feel like why not, like, hear from the horse's mouth, you know? Um, But it's very strategic when I do it. But, like, a thing that I feel like is off limits, especially from now, especially, like, romantic things, um, I don't, like, like, if I talk about somebody, like, oh, I went on this, like, like this date from hell or something like that obviously is something like to be frank if I talk about something like that and like you say the person knows it's about them I don't like the person um when I like somebody um I want to protect them um so uh it's like it's not even about like like what if they fuck up I mean that is a part too but I like to protect people especially also not everybody likes that attention you know because sometimes I don't even like it so I feel like for that I feel like it's no debate that's something that will be like very um private for me and also some like obviously like family stuff is Mm -hmm. very private um or like stuff that you and I talk about or like stuff in our friendship like certain things in our friendship I feel like that's just not like it's it's not to be talked about Facts. Definitely heavy facts. Um, that's our next question. Like, um, what are some things that are off limit for, you know, your content creation? Um, Ryan, any thoughts from you? As of recent, as of extremely recently, um, because of the consequence it had on my life, being less open about interpersonal conflict, including mm-hmm. abuse. I've decided to like remove myself from for six months, which is just a six month rule. And I'm going to refrain from talking about like my friendships, building new friendships, like with any specific specificity, like no specifics about my new friendships, my old friendships, 
or like my interpersonal like life for six months, just because I want to see, does it actually make me feel better to withhold that information and be private Mm -hmm. and have a boundary? Or does it make me feel better to connect with other people about things that happen in my life? That's like absolutely off limits. But for, for some weird reason, I'm always really private about where I work and what I do, but I reference it so much. I reference it. People don't even know. I have entire YouTube videos where I'm talking for 20 minutes. I'm like, have you guys ever been in a situation? And I'm not saying it's about work, but it's about work. (laughs) But I always just keep that off. I'm like, y'all are not going to know where I work, what borough I work in, what I, what the field is like i'm not telling yes, Bro, yes. that's the same cuz like somebody i said something about like my old job and somebody sorry if you're a listener but somebody asked me like where did you work at and i just oh. didn't reply no like because to me in my mind like if you know where i work at like you can look at me up on linkedin or whatever even though pro- i prob- i'm pretty sure that some people probably have just for my first name my first name is so unique um but like i will never discuss where i worked at the only place that people know i worked at was nordstrom um because i thought that was funny um personally <laughs> that i worked there <laughs> yeah same with me and kills like because i can't get away from it and also it's a conflict of interest if i'm telling you to use the products without mentioning oh. i work for them oh. like that's not yeah, to yeah. me like you should mention that um when you work for like a beauty company and you're pushing it then it's like okay you're clearly biased you get some personal gain um i am honest with the fact that it works for me because i don't I would stop working for them if it didn't. But other than that, like, I really, really don't want people to know about um, where I work for, like, some people are malicious, you know, they will yes. do things to harm you. And and also, I don't want people at work knowing about my private life. And I don't want people in my private life or my, you know, podcast life, I guess, knowing about where I work. It's just, I totally agree with that. And I feel like I'm never safe in that regard. Like, I never know how to, like, completely shut down that. So I, I just, yeah, it sucks though when you are a working person. So yeah, totally agree. Uh, anything else? I know if we cut you off by rambling. <laughs> no, um, I think not the motorcycles came over here. Okay. <laughs> they just, they <laughs> drove from, from Philly to like. <laughs> I believe it. I do too. I think mostly I'm pretty open about everything. Oh, I never almost never, I don't think I've ever in my history talked about dating or relationships or doing anything else like that, (laughs) like ever in specifics on YouTube. I have weird policies and like weird boundaries about different places. On my second Tumblr, I will literally talk about anything, everyone, and like (laughs) ruin every friendship I've ever had. Like not friendship, but like roommate situation or anything like that. Like just being like, oh, somebody didn't flush the toilet. But on YouTube, I'll be like, I don't have roommates. I don't have friends. I don't have partners. Like I am just me in my house. Like I don't go anywhere. Like you will never learn anything about me. But um, I think it's, I just don't like talking about dating online. I think it's because I know that people who try to court me check my stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. I'm like, you're not about to see yourself or hear about yourself anywhere. You don't exist to me. Cause I'd be infatuated. I'm like, I'm not gonna, you're not, you're not, I don't need anybody to know that. It's embarrassing. No, it's definitely same, same way. 
Yeah, I agree. I totally agree um, with the romance thing. Uh, people will disagree that I keep that a secret, but I do. Anything I talk about, I promise it's a past tense um, and it's Same. supposed to be funny. Yeah. Uh, people, mm -hmm. people say things like um, Twitter is not your diary and I will argue differently. It is my diary. <laughs> it's mine so, for sure. <laughs> period. How are you going to tell me what it is? It's a, it's a diary. And that's why I created a burner account. Um, and I don't know, Ryan, I think I follow you on my burner account, but you probably don't knows me um <laughs> i need to know. make one and i'll follow you <laughs> yeah it's the best man i swear i actually only use my burner account these days because i i just want to say how i feel and um sometimes i feel like like i just get robbed of that like even black girl brunch were we more problematic um a while ago yeah we'll get back into some things we wish we didn't do or share <laughs> um but it's just like that liberation of being like this is my platform who's going to police me but you know things start growing and business happens and it's like okay that level of freedom there it's like yeah you get a reward but you kind of get like that cool thing taken away from you that like i can say whatever i want so i created a burner account and i'm like i will not let anyone take away my ability to like talk about specific people and i like it because um i, I can't wait to look back on this burner account in 10 years as like a diary and just be like what was I even talking about? Like, that's just so funny to me. Um, also, business and money things. Like, I learn from the best, Beyonce. Um, I share things when they're ready to be executed. And yes. It. I cannot stand people who tease what's coming. Like, huh, y'all better watch out. It's like, please don't do that. Like, yes, because we were that. sitting on our sponsorship secrets for like, I feel like a while. <laughs> Yeah, and like I just I don't like um people to know like I just feel like it's something so corny about letting people know that something's coming. Like don't foreshadow like an opportunity, <laughs> drop it, surprise it. And exactly. Also, in yeah. the world of business, like who's gonna really want to work with you if you can't even keep hold? You can't hold water. You know, you just gotta hurry up and tell people. That's to me also like why do you want people to perceive you as a winner so quickly to the point where you can't even wait? You know, for it to drop. So um, I'm big on like finance, finance and business stuff. I don't want people to know like necessarily how much money and things I have. I used to like if I got like a big purchase, I would like show people like, you know, when I got a car, I'll be like new car because I work for it. And it's all exciting when you're young. But after a while you get older, it just becomes like tacky, in my opinion. And I'm like, people don't need to know what I have. Also, some people can barely eat. I think it's really inconsiderate to show them like this new car and stuff. Like I just I feel guilty about it these days. New apartment, love sharing that because it's exciting and people yeah. want to know how you, you're decorating and your space and stuff like that. But even with that I'm like certain areas of like my street and my block I'm like I don't want to show that because while I don't think we have uh you know a black girl brunch stalker I've had an experience with a cyber stalker in the past yeah, me and too. it was very frightening like it was scary having somebody tell me what car I drive and what friends I'm with and things like that so I'm like, I don't know if that person is I never really found out for, I know who I think it is but I never really found out who that was so even you know when we get stuff sent to us I like send it to my dad's because best believe if you come start in some trouble with him he ready for it <laughs> but I send things <laughs> to like my dad's because I don't even want any I just don't trust anything so like those are just some of the things that I like those are off limits for me um we were getting into it but what were some things in the past um that you wish you wouldn't have shared I don't know if you have any me you don't know if I have any are you joking <laughs> 
are you kidding? Um, in all seriousness, I have ruined my life. No, I'm just joking. But like any, any and every like personal or private grievance I've ever shared online, if I could take it back. I remember I first moved to New York City and I was complaining on my quote unquote private Tumblr with 4,000 followers. Like, I know that's not a million, but like, I'm like, it's just me and my two friends. It's 4,000 people at the time. And I was just complaining about my roommate. And first of all, I was wrong. Like she was literally right. And I was just like, oh my God, I cannot stand another roommate text just complaining every single day on there. And obviously it got back to her, like, and I was wrong and I was completely wrong. And I was being really mean and hurtful and just like complaining about her saying things that were right. And like, I regret that I always feel like I have to blow off steam publicly because I don't feel heard in interpersonal situations. Like sometimes you just don't feel heard, like go to the journal, go to the mom. Like I have a mother. I don't need to like blast her online for like being a quote unquote bad roommate when we were the bad roommates, not her. Mm -hmm. I regret that. I regret honestly, and this is awful to say, but I regret talking about abuse that I experienced publicly just because like I know what I experienced and there was no need to share that you know mm-hmm. or share the person who did it like I know what happened to me and opening myself up to other people's opinions about my experiences <laughs> it's like everything doesn't need like an echo or like a bravo like yes Ryan that did happen so I just think anytime I've been too transparent about negative things and I also regret sharing about like like when I was in a deep place of hurt, I was like, yes, just got some Rick Owens. It was like, you are hurting. Like that was just, that was just me in deep emotional pain being like, yes, wearing Prada, got some Rick Owens. It was just like, anytime I felt insecure or sad about myself that I've like tried to boast to rebalance out my emotions. I regret Mm -hmm. all of that. I regret so much of my online presence. That's why when people meet me, I'm like, if you know me from online, I am so sorry. I'm a different person (laughs) than I was 30 seconds ago. (laughs) Like, That's how I feel too. I'm trying to think of stuff that I regret. Real quick, like your level of just like being able to be accountable and say I was wrong. I love that. Like I I do because like the thing is when you're wrong, you're wrong. You're uh, newsflash human and humans are wrong and we don't think we're wrong in the moment but it's like nothing else to do once you realize you're wrong other than to own up to it and there are some people like you it might be so easy for you to do it to the point where you're just like oh gosh like am I talking to no it's like a it's like a lost art people just being fucking honest and accountable yes. and I'm like so me, me and Sabri are the same way which I have faith that our friendship will always work because we both can admit when we're wrong and take tough feedback and have difficult conversations with each other and then after that we be like okay let's play ball like we're back (laughs) you know it's good to have those open stream of communication so shall see you for just being able to like share that even with us right now like again yeah butter girl brunch (laughs) because a lot of people (laughs) yeah that's how i feel too because i feel like i'm such like an emotional being that like some like my um one of my downfall is like i react over off of emotion but now that i know that i do that like if i'm doing it i apologize and i'm like right now i'm not okay but i will be able to receive like what you're saying and in a little bit i just need that's just how i get through it like being like "Ah," like whatever and then like i will just i will i'm like trust me i will bounce back you know Mm -hmm. um but there has been i feel like um i'm trying to think the stuff that i regret um 
online. Um, I was very, um, like, on Tumblr, I know that I was, like, very angry at certain <laughs> things um, that people said. And, like, especially during my fitness era, I was, like, very angry. Um, and I used to always – so I used to do this thing where um, when I wasn't – since, like, I – um, if, if it wasn't my cheat day and I wanted something, I would look it up on Tumblr and I would reblog like the food that I wanted. Oh, I did the same thing. Cinnamon I to, buns. I yes. used to always share So buns. I used to do that. And one time, one of my mutuals was like, can you trigger warning food or whatever? What? Um, and right. I freaked out on them. Um, and I said some things that I don't even want to repeat. It's very me. Um, I do regret um flipping out on them because I do under because I I was I was honestly flipping out on them because I was hungry. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It was just hangriness the entire time. I was very hungry. Um so that um I do like regret that. Also I kind of regret like one time somebody and I'll probably tell I'll probably say this I'll say this off the mic. Um but um because I feel like Ryan knows. But um <laughs> But somebody, um, I was, there's a few times, I've had like three different blogs and I've like was ran off of the first one because I was scared to stand up. I feel like, um, like you probably see this sometimes on Tumblr. And this is why the thing is, no matter what, if you're a black woman, you're a black queer woman, if woman, if you're wrong, you're wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And on Tumblr, because two things can be true. And on Tumblr, like two things couldn't be true. So if a if a somebody who was like black and like, you know, non-binary or like queer, if they said something, it was law, you know? Yes. And like when I was because I was younger then, I was like maybe like 18 or like in my early 20s, I like felt like so bad like if I said something and they didn't like it even if I would apologize I feel like a bad person because I'm like oh no they're right because they're they're more they're more marginalized than me yes mm. yes um, I had dealt with that and like I felt I dealt with so much guilt it was so bad that like I was talking to my therapist about it. like my first therapist like I felt like I was such a bad person because it was such a new feeling to me um, I didn't know, like, I thought that I was just, because I felt like it's a whole mob of people saying that I'm wrong and ganging up on so I'm wrong. Um, so, yeah, I had talked to my therapist about it. But, like, I do kind of regret not standing up for myself. Mm. That's what I will say. I regret not standing up for myself. Um, but I will now, like, you can't play that shit with me now. <laughs> but um, break down. <laughs> shut it down. But, yeah, I, um. I definitely regret like not standing up for myself more. I feel like that was like, um, for me, like with my internet stuff, my biggest regret is like not standing up to, for myself and like letting stuff get to me, like feeling like I was a bad person or like somebody was better than me because X, Y, Z. Yeah, no, that's so real. And you know, I remember that era again, I'm not going to like drop details, but I always told you like, please, Please, like, don't let these people. <laughs> I used to be like, who? Uh-uh. But, yeah, no. I'm happy that you feel that way now and it's come full circle because, it. like, I get you. I get you. Um, For me, first thing I regret, I'm going to say, I got into a public argument 
Man, it was me and Sabria versus oh, other people. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh I kind of re- regret that, too. I regret allowing people to make me go ballistic on social media like that. Like, I never thought I could be there, but people will test you, and it's just all you got to do is take the bait a little bit, and you are hooked. Like, you are hooked, and oh, now you are in an argument. Oh, we lost it. And I, you know what? The good news is that we did win the argument, but <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it just shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened, and I regret it. If I could go back in time, I would have just did what I usually do. Like, even when I was in high school, I would text somebody like, hey, like, what's the problem? And do you want to meet in person? But for, <laughs> for some reason this time, like, I just was like, I took the bait. And I was like, now I don't want to humiliate you. But and I all, I ended up humiliating myself in a way by just allowing it to get as big as it did. So I don't argue with people. Again, we like turn your location on like let's just do it that way and that's not necessarily even a threat it's like let's just have like a conversation because i'm not doing this like i'm not Mm -hmm. adding you a this it's weird when you really think about it like you real enraged but you really just sitting in one room like that's crazy yeah and i I was at work too me too i was at work we both were at work (laughs) i was at work like leaning on the counter typing real fast (laughs) um so sneak dissing is another thing just in general i i did this a lot to like romantic partners that i follow like i say little things or retweet things to like get at them haven't done it in a year thank god for my burner account but i remember i used to think i was so slick and then i would get like screenshots like you really think you're funny huh like you really think you're slick i see it i see what you're doing (laughs) like i'm so humiliated at my big age like somebody is just like i know what you're doing it's a cry for attention and i'm just like kind of gaslighting in a way because i'm like no it's not I'm just, I just saw that on my top. No, I'm not doing it anymore. And like you, Ryan, I have made a vow to myself that I'm not even liking any comments, like any tweets. For me, it's like any tweet that's talking about someone like a gender that I'm attracted to negatively, I'm not going to like it or engage with it because my whole thing is like some people sit online all day and they talk trash about men or they talk trash about women or whoever they're attracted to. And this is like, all you going to do is lay up with the same person tonight. So Ooh, don't gu- guilty as charged. I was <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Cause I feel like I know I'm going to be, back like i know i'm gonna be back so i'm like let me just stop and also i think uh it's You're just, right i need to stop because i did it this past few days yeah and it's also a war going on against like a specifically like men and women where like they both want to talk about who has it worse when everyone has issues at this point just cut cut the shit like every no one wants to hear it <laughs> like no one wants to hear it just cut the malarkey please cut the malarkey like we can you can go on for days and days and days but the point is focus on yourself like focus on yourself and you you just worry about not being that person. You can't control what other people do. Um, so I I mean I may slip from time to time if something's really funny, but you're <laughs> never gonna hear me being like, do niggas still Yeah, they do. If you if you make that your standard. They do. They do. As long as you make that your standard, they will. And I regret in the past just like participating in that because it is a reflection of what you are and aren't getting, and that's just automatically letting people into your business. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I wish I didn't talk about some celebrities because sometimes, like, you know, I still got to work and I'll be, like, looking at their little products and stuff. Same. And I'm like, Ooh. Oh, my God. And I have to wonder sometimes, like, if Black Girl Brunch gets bigger, like, a lot of people, I got to look them in the eyes and know what I said about them, you know, and talked about their relationships. My, and stuff I like feel that. like... I feel like all brunchers know my biggest regret. Yeah, um, but it's okay. I really have been working on like workarounds. Like, hey, like I know I did talk about you, but I know you personally back then. Um, now we cool. Like now we've had brunch. Things are different. 
I don't know. Well, hopefully they forgive, give, forgive us. But I'm also, and you are the same way. We will stand in what we said. And if oh, you don't sure. want to fuck with me because of that, I do get it. Like I really do get it. That's your choice, and I'm not going to start a campaign to get you interested in me. Like it is what it is. Yeah, I um, literally talked about Drake's mom. Like, okay. Yes, and finally, I love Drake's mom. Uh, you love her? Yeah. I don't oh, know why. She, she, I, she's a okay. lady. I don't know why I said what yeah. I said. It okay. was just a moment. We just had a moment. And also, sometimes when you have a pet podcast, you have pressure to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I wasn't even thinking about the pressure to be funny. I just blurted the first thing that came to my mind. Again, that, or sometimes when you have a podcast <laughs> and you're like somebody who just says things, then that, yeah, we both have been caught up in it. Like, I know we both have. Like, we say, we say things. Mm-hmm. Um, finally sharing content that was trendy. Like, oh my God, I cringe when I look at like the, the videos I first started to make because um, I wasn't myself, even on my YouTube videos, how I'm talking. I'm like, <laughs> hey guys, so this, that, like who the hell is that? That's not who I, how I talk. Like I am from North Philly um, and that's just, that's not me. And I find that I'm most proud of the content that doesn't perform, not necessarily perform really well, but where I'm like, no, this is Iman. Like this is where people get a chance to see who I am and what matters to me. So yeah, that's that's it for me. And our final question, we just talked about what we wish we hadn't shared. What are some of the things that we are excited to share like in the future? Like what are we looking forward to sharing? I know it's a weird question, but I'm like whatever comes to mind like works. Um me, I'm excited to share like when I finally move and to the place that I want to move into. Like, I'm so excited for that moment. Like, I feel like I'm going to be like, I fought so hard for this. Yeah, you really did. I'm excited to share that. And also, like, up and coming things. Like, I'm just, like, I'm so excited because I feel like, um, like, I feel like, like, Black Girl Brunch, like, and stuff is, like, expanding. So, like, I'm very excited to, um to see how much it expands. Yeah, same. What about you, Ryan? That's so exciting. I'm so excited for everything y'all have to share. Like, I get so excited about it. Um, For me, I'm most excited to share my collection of my designs, because I know people for like 10 years have been like, why does it say designer on every social media you have and you never make anything? And I'm like, I know, like people always message me like, oh, when can I buy your stuff? I'm like, what stuff? (laughs) <laughs> but it's coming soon so I'm excited to share that and I feel like that'll make me feel very confident in my online platform you know that's amazing sir I don't know what that noise was just now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'm so excited for your collection like I like I really cannot wait I think the day that that comes like you're gonna hear me scream all the way from Philadelphia same same because I feel the same way because like I'm make um like art like installation stuff but like i'm very i do it very spaced out so once i get the space that i can do it i feel like people be like oh yeah you did go to art school <laughs> love that um for me i am really excited to share like traveling like i want to start you know i'm about to move so it's hard to save for like your apartment and move and live and all these other things. But once I do start traveling, I'm really excited to share what those experiences are like because I don't necessarily want to travel to places that are like quote unquote trendy. I'm really big into like seeing different types of nature, different types of um 
just just different landscapes. Like sometimes I feel like I want to see a beach. Sometimes I want to see a city. Sometimes I want to see a desert. And I really, you know, for a person who is um, from North Philly, it means so much to me when I get to see something different. I almost can't believe it for a second. Like, wow, like I am here. So that is something I'm looking forward to sharing and hopefully like encouraging other people who are from where I'm from, like letting them know you can get out and see other things. And also uh, some like beauty and wellness content because I'm move soon and I'm really grateful for my space every space I get it's like yeah I will live here but this is also my studio so um I feel like it's a really cool and inspiring space and I feel like it's a lot of sunlight and stuff like that so I can't wait to make videos on like the bathroom and honestly my bathroom is my bathroom but it's also my set so I can't wait to design my set it came my bathroom oh sorry is that me I don't know. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm looking forward to sharing right now. Um, and yeah, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Dun, 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 dun. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you. It's an honor and it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yes. Let the people know where they can find you on the socials. All right, friends. So you can find me on Instagram at that adult. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Finn, that's R-I as in Igloo, A-N as in Nancy, P as in Peter, H as in, I don't know, hey, I as in Igloo, and Ryan Finn, and on YouTube as Ryan Finn as well. Yes, and guys, if you have any trouble follow, finding her, definitely reach out to us and we will share the socials. Um, and make sure you follow us on um, Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can email us. Make sure you email us if you have any questions, some listener letters, you want to say hello. If you would like to partner with us for some sponsorships, keep in mind that we do specials for Black-owned businesses. Um, yeah, make sure you hit us up with the email. You can find me on Instagram at imamate. Find, find me on Twitter at it's Matei and Sabria. You can find me at it's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Okay, well, that's all, folks. We love you. Bye. Peace. <laughs>